doing hope all is well uh, jump right into this motherfucker Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford right that's been thrown at us non-stop uh, holy shit right they've captivated us an entire nation with this controversy and uh, it's tough to pick a side right like which side do you pick um and having an opinion on this is a scary one. It's tricky as well because of the dramatic implications that come with said opinion. So what the fuck do you do? When one person seems believable and is 100% sure of their story and the other person seems believable and is 100% sure of their story. Plus this story happened like 35, 36 years ago and... And they're throwing at us like, we the people, we have to pick a side. So what what the hell am I supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Do you go with Kavanaugh and assume that Dr. Ford may have remembered it wrong? Um, you know, maybe she's in it for the fame and potential book deal, right? That seems to be the prevailing narrative. Or maybe Kavanaugh is lying through his teeth and... Um, that he may have blacked out, you know, everybody's saying, like, he's a drunk, he's a drunk. Matt Damon did that Saturday Night Live sketch about him <laughs> drinking was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, uh, it's crazy. Um, it's probable as well, you know. Yeah, sometimes people drink and they black out. Uh, I'm uh, no stranger to that. So, I don't know, we can choose to believe her, but it may, you know, set forth this epidemic which already seems to be happening of women saying men rape them or harass them in order for women to speak, gain power, and or uh, tear down a dude's life. Or we can uh, believe Kavanaugh and, you know, that may silence women in the future who would normally come out and you know, speak about, you know, the absolute atrocities that women do, in fact, go through. You know, men are... Being a dude comes with, like, some darkness. Um, and, and it's a constant battle of fighting these kind of, like, darkness desires that, uh, you know, like, they call men are dogs or men are pigs and... Um, you can argue the genetic predisposition. You can argue like the sperm uh, challenges or whatever. But men will do some crazy shit. And that's been well documented throughout millennia. So uh, it's hard to pick a goddamn side, man. It's This thing is a, a very tough puzzle to navigate. And... Um, you know, everybody's up in arms. There's social media is all over this. All the memes are coming through. Um, this thing is a tough cookie, and uh, 
it feels as though the media is forcing us to pick a side. Um, I'm really glad my opinion doesn't matter in this, and the majority of your opinions won't matter as well. The only people's opinions that will matter are the ones that uh, they sit in the Senate Judiciary Committee, and I don't envy them. <laughs> you know, like, fuck that position. You guys gotta make this... Um, you gotta make a choice here by Friday, uh, October, uh, today is the 2nd, so 3, 4, 5, 6. You guys gotta make this goddamn decision, and um, your decision could have your family and your own lives terrorized, you know, the media can go after you, um, so, you know, f this thing is crazy. Um, socially and culturally, this will have an impact as well. Uh, everyone knows marriage numbers are down. Men are absolutely terrified of women to begin with. So, like, uh, I think of Louis C.K.'s bit. Uh, I know Louis C.K. is not a good person to reference, but um, I think he's hilarious. I think he's one of the greatest comedians ever. Um, super fucking funny. Kind of a dark dude. I mean, especially now, everyone knows that. Uh, you know, men are dogs. There you go. That's a good example. Louis C.K.'s uh, situation. So, uh, he talked, he did a bit about uh, men approaching women. Uh, and as the dude is approaching the girl, like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm actually going to go talk to her. And like, every bone in your body is saying, don't do this. Turn around, like, go back to safety. Um... That's why men, like, have to drink X amount of alcohol to actually talk to women, right? Liquid, liquid courage, we all hear that, right? So you're slowly approaching this girl and, like, uh, you don't know what you're going to say and everything you're going to say is going to sound stupid and you might stumble over your... I mean, like, unless you're confident and you've been practicing and you're good at it and um, even cocky, like, cocky and uh, a psychopath and narcissistic and egotistical, like, those people might approach women, uh, but I'm just speaking generally here, uh, most dudes are afraid of women, they have to fucking go talk to them, and the, the, uh, the propagation of our species depends on men approaching women, right, whether it be in church, or the club, or, um, uh, at the shopping mall, or at the store, whatever, wherever, um, making babies depends on a guy approaching a girl and saying hi i think you look nice or you smell good or i'd like to get to know you more or whatever right um i like your tattoos and that ends up you know having small talk and then numbers exchanging so that happens as well um yeah but now the game has absolutely changed because you can approach a girl and she can say you harassed her and shame you in public and a white knight might appear and like absolutely ruin your day or you two can date for a while and she can out you publicly in some way shape or form right everybody has a voice now so uh, I think this is one of the reasons why this whole MGTOW movement has become like a staple for men uh, that are like you know this is complicated and uh, people go and they marry a foreign girl um, that sometimes that happens in the military because um, military people travel and they might find that uh, certain cultural value systems in 
foreign countries uh, are more valuable to them than Western ideologies, let's say. Um, or guys might think like, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. You know, this is this whole at MGTOW for the for those who uh, I don't know if the people stay up to date, but MGTOW. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know if I've ever heard it, but I read it in articles. Uh, men going their own way mgtow i think you know and it's just men basically saying you know what fuck this i don't like this game uh this game is stupid i don't even want to play this game i don't even want to do i'm just going to focus on me i'm going to enjoy my life etc i'm going to do the things that i want to do i'm going to travel i'm going to get the promotion i'm going to you know hustle and do whatever so um and then uh, i know they push um that active shooter in uh, San Bernardino, was it San Bernardino? Elliot, I forget his Elliot Rogers. Man, memory points on game today. I think that's his name, Elliot Rogers. He's the uh, uh, the nephew of some Star Wars producer or something. I might have gotten that all wrong, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna roll with it here. So yeah, man. One thing is for sure, uh, uh, politics is the best entertainment out there right now for us. So, politics is driving this whole fucking thing, and um, uh, George Carlin, he said it best. Let me see if I can get this quote. Uh, when you're born, you get a ticket to the freak show, but when you're born in America, you get a front row seat, and that's what this feels like, right? It's, um, it's easy to freak out, to have an impulsive, emotional response like, Fuck Kavanaugh, bro, that fucking rapist, alcoholic pig. Like, we can easily say that. And then you get the other side, like, Fuck Dr. Ford, and fucking bitch had information for 30 years, bro, and is only now coming out to ruin this man's career and gain publicity. Like, that's too easy. It's too easy to just jump on a bandwagon there, an emotional bandwagon, and, um... Virtue signal, like there's a lot of virtue signaling happening happening on social media. I think Western culture can practice mindfulness and and not jump on each emotional bag bandwagon as much. Um, taking a step back and looking like, okay, this is kind of crazy. This there's some fucking craziness here. I don't know how I feel about it. I can see this side. I can see this side. I'm going to lean more towards this side. But if I'm wrong, that's fine. I'll go to that side as well. Where is the evidence? Like, give me some goddamn evidence. That's why they gave the FBI this one week, right? To go find some shit. Because everybody's like, you guys need to find some shit. You know, if the public's going to believe this. And the public's more woke than they were, you know, three decades ago. So, um millennials especially they want some evidence you know they'll they will switch their sides for some goddamn evidence um so take a step back pull this motherfucker back and really look at this thing and uh analyze both sides and and see that each side has a point um yeah uh, one thing i like to preach in situations like this is um when you're reading a book, like, I read a lot. Like, I love to read. Reading is one of my favorite things. I like learning a bunch of shit. Uh, more and more, I find myself in university libraries, like, reading. I'm a, I guess I'm a nerd. 
reading the research, the studies, like they actually did studies on people and they quantified it or they found some qualitative approach and uh, out emerged a theory or somebody's hypothesis got proven wrong based on the study or I find myself uh, like, what are the facts? Like what's happening and when you inference that uh, based on that sample population of people that you did a study on, does it correlate with actual society? So. For me, that's the thing I've been into a lot. Um, yeah, so take a step back, pull back. Uh, one thing, I think, I don't know if I've uh, coined this, but this is what I like to say. When you're reading a book, um, you see that specific word, right? You're reading, 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 and you pause, and you see that you pause on one specific word. But when you pull yourself back, you'll notice that it's a, it's a collection of words. You'll see a sentence, right? You keep pulling back and you'll see the paragraph. Then you'll see multiple paragraphs. And you pull back, pull back, pull back. Then you see a page. Pull back some more. You see multiple pages. You keep pulling back and then you can see the book, right? You don't really see the book until you pull all the way back, right? Um, I think somebody else made an analogy of this one I didn't come up with. It's like... Uh, you can see the tree, you can see multiple trees, but you can't see the forest, right? People said that, um, but for me, I like the book analogy. So I think you need to pull all the way back to see this for what it is. You need to see the whole book. You can't just jump onto an emotional bandwagon word and run with it. You have to pull all the way back and see um, all the other variables. You need to see the other words. You need to see the paragraph. You need to see the multiple paragraphs. You need to see the page and multiple pages and then pull all the way back and see the whole thing. Ah, this fucking book is like this. And you can do that in any aspect. So, yeah. Um, that's how I feel. I think, uh, Western culture, we can practice mindfulness, right? Pull back and see that, um, this whole fucking thing, they're making insane amounts of money uh, from everybody watching this thing. And the longer this thing goes on, the more money is made. So, us being super hysterical about it, it's like, you know, this, we just have breaking news and you need to, in, after the commercials, you know, it's like fucking commercials and then here's the new Toyota or you won't believe what this new GMC tailgate can do. And then, you know, they get us. And then it, somebody's buying a GMC because they've watched the Kavanaugh thing play out, right? Or buy the new Hershey's milk chocolate comes with whatever. I don't know what the fuck is happening. So that's how I feel. Um, let this shit play out and live your life. That's the way I see it. Uh, we can argue the points until kingdom come, but our opinions don't really officially matter. Uh, we'll just wait till Friday. Uh, and see what happens. So, I preach to everyone, seek a moment of peace, uh, which is the name of the song I'm about to play here, huh? It's a crafty little tactic. Segway much, bro? Segway much? Anyway, this is the Gregorian version of this song, if you heard this song before. So, it's kind of church-like. Um, it's a derivative of, like, Roman Catholic church hymns, so... Um, I got into Gregorian music like seven or eight years ago, and I dig it. I like it. Uh, if you don't, then skip ahead. This song is three minutes and 57 seconds. 
uh, Sarah Brightman sings the chorus. Uh, she's a badass. So, you know, there's that.
how was it? Good? Bad? I don't know. I like it. I think I started liking Gregorian and uh, like era music from uh, Fedor Emelianenko's walkout song when I used to watch him fight in uh, Pride. He's a Russian heavyweight MMA fighter, superstar, one of the greatest fighters to ever live. So I liked him a lot. He inspired me a lot with martial arts. And uh, one of the reasons why I actually did an MMA. Um, so, yeah. The song is, In a world without angels where destruction is near, you can come with us here. When the people are strangers, you'll rest here with me in a moment of peace. So, if we just, you know, take care of each other, we can fix, like, everything. All this fighting and fucking active shooters and stabbings and murders. Like, fucking Jesus, man. The murders and stabbings and shootings in Hawaii is just ridiculous. I saw somebody's comment. They said, am I in Hawaii or am I in Chicago? And I know what he meant. Uh, so, crime seems to be up in Hawaii. Um, not sure if the numbers correlate with that feeling or... We're just more aware of it due to the prevalence of social media. I'm not sure. So, um, it seems as though we've never had a moment of peace. Uh, in history, we've always been at war. Uh, maybe it's impossible. I don't know. So, um, yeah. Tonight's episode uh-huh, brought to you, sponsored by, I just say sponsored by because... That's what's really making these things. Uh, tequila and buy. 100% agave uh, tequila. So I got a bottle of tequila. I don't even know how I got it. I have so much fucking uh, alcohol in my place. Uh, like when I move, I don't know how I'm going to... Uh, but yeah, that's my new thing. Because I've, I've been drinking water with the liquor. So buy uh, Justin Timberlake, I guess. Does he own it? Uh, I know they had that commercial. Bye, 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 bye. Um, so it's only like five calories per serving. So a bunch of I, what I do is I put a bunch of ice into a cup, or a wine glass, really. Like seven ice cubes, because I know that a bunch of ice will help water it down. Uh, I pour the tequila out, and then I put some bye. It's like flavored water or something. I don't know. It's juice. I guess it's kind of like juice. And then I put some water in it. So like half and half is like a watery tequila cocktail. I guess that's the best way to put it. It's good. I like it. Seems fine. Okay. So yeah. That's how I feel about that book. And that's uh, what I'm drinking tonight. Tequila has been the bottle. Uh, I wanted to hit on another section of the book I'm reading uh, the one thing same book as last week and um, this part of the book didn't really stand out to me the first time I read it um, but this time it hit me and um, I wanted to share it so uh, it re it's a reminder to live life even though you're hustling right like uh, I probably know most of you or all of you uh, you're working, right? Or you're going to school. You're trying to better yourself. You're trying to do that next real estate deal. Whatever you're trying to do, you, 
you gotta enjoy along the way. I think that's super important. Uh, uh, so this is called Time Waits for No One in the book uh, The One Thing. Quote, My wife once told me the story of a friend of hers. The friend's mother was a school teacher and her father was a farmer. They had crimped, saved, and done with less their entire lives in anticipation of retirement and travel. The woman fondly remembered the regular shopping trips she and her mother would make to the local fabric store where they would pick out some fabric and patterns. The mother explained that when she retired, these would be her travel clothes. She never got to her retirement years. In her final year of teaching, she developed cancer and later died. The father never felt good about spending the money they'd saved. Believing that it was their money and now she wasn't there to share it with them. When he passed away and my wife's friend went to clean out her parents' home, she discovered a closet full of fabric and dress patterns. The father had never cleaned it out. He couldn't. It represented too much. It was as if its contents were so full of unfulfilled promises, they were too heavy to lift. Time waits for no one. Push something to an extreme and postponement can become permanent. Tell me that wasn't powerful. So end quote, obviously, there. Uh, everything in moderation, even moderation, right? Aubrey Marcus said that. Uh, you gotta enjoy, man. You gotta enjoy every now and then. Like, fuck it. Take that tequila shot, right? Do the... Uh, the the wine glass with the wine like I just explained like fuck it like take that drink you know ask that person to dance go on that goddamn trip like whatever do the damn thing but you know get your shit together too like both uh don't have to be either or like fucking both man uh yeah so 26 minutes I told you I was going to start ranting more I really wanted to get this ranting skill really really good i wanted to uh, not jump subject i wanted to focus on one subject and just really get after it and hopefully i'm getting better at that we'll see anyway questions time um i got like 14 questions here i'm probably gonna make it through seven or so uh we'll see first one from gogo pr i am fine with him going on my phone and he has a finger in my phone even. Ah, okay, so a girl. Well, she just fucking jumps right into this thing. So a girl in a relationship, it seems. I don't ever feel the need to go on his phone because I trust him. But lately, he has been using Snapchat. Ah, oh, Snapchat. I should get Snapchat. That's the one I've never really dabbled in. And every single time I look at his phone, if he's on that app, he changes the app or closes it. <laughs> Classic. I always ask about it and he lies and says that he was on another app. So he's lying to your face, alright? That's number one. I feel betrayed lately and I want to trust him but my gut says he is doing something sketchy. You know, they always say tr 
they uh, they say to trust your gut. Why? Because your brain has the power to doubt itself, whereas your gut doesn't have the neurochemistry to produce doubt. So trusting your gut is a is more is more pragmatic than trusting your brain. That makes sense. All right. I don't think he would ever cheat on me, and he says that I'm perfect. Why would I ever cheat on you? What should I do? You should stop letting him look at your goddamn phone, right? There should be a level playing field here. Like, how come he gets to go on your phone and has a finger in your phone, but you don't get to do shit? And when you try to do shit, he closes and acts weird. So, uh, fairness isn't doesn't seem to be in this relationship when it comes to phone, obviously. Uh, do you follow him on Snapchat? Do you have access to his Snapchat? Uh, even though I think that people's social media should be their own, it shouldn't be like our fucking social media. Uh, this is my opinion, of course. Um, so, people should have some kind of personal virtual space. Especially when they feel trapped in life. So. I think that you should have your own personal virtual life as well. If you guys trust each other. And uh, feel as though this thing cannot rip your relationship apart. I say you do your own thing. Don't let him in your phone. And he, you let him do his own thing in his phone as well. Uh, so. That's just a, like a surface level answer. There's a deeper answer here. Um, where you guys like really open up and share everything. But it doesn't seem as though you guys are super serious. Uh, if he's like lying to you blatantly. So I would say step one. Don't let him in your phone so much anymore. And uh, see what happens. That's what I would say. Alright. Question number two. Good God, this is a long-ass question. Alright, from Sunny. Hi. My name is Sunny. <laughs> I live in Germany. Somehow, I fell in love with a girl who lives in Malaysia over the internet. Sunny. Is it a girl or a dude? Sunny. Sunny. Sunny is usually a dude's name, right? I know a professional surfer named Sunny. We never met. Oh, good Lord Jesus. Good fucking baby Jesus. You fell in love with a... Mal you, you're a dude. This is definitely a dude. You are in Germany, and you're in love with a girl in Malaysia you never met. Uh, this question is going to be fun. But we video chat every day and night to know each other and interested to have a future together. She is outgoing in nature, loves drinking in bar, one bar, not plural, <laughs> movies and all. I don't have any issue with it. Sometimes I go out too. She told me she had lots of boyfriend before, but now she wants a relationship. But the thing is, her activities are more than I can accept from a lover. She is young. And doesn't understand. Man, I wish I knew how old you were. You're saying she is young as though you're super older than her. Alright. And doesn't understand the relationship limits and expectations. Do you? What is it? 
and are they biased? Like, a relationship doesn't isn't subjective based upon what you think a relationship is, you fucking crazy German. Uh, relationship is various. You don't know what it is. It's cultural and societal based. You can't just determine what it is based on your German upbringing, whereas her Malaysian upbringing is going to be a very definition, and both of your definitions will clash, and this thing will end before it even fucking starts. Okay. Uh, for example, she likes to go out for drinks in midnight with a boy slash friend. She's young and she wants to party alone and she comes back like 2, 3, 4 in the morning. One and one not in a group. She likes to go for movies again alone with a boy. Oh my god. I'm gonna quit this question. And then a night. So she, oh good god. She texts or chat with men. Okay, number one, you're insecure. Number two, you shouldn't even have entered this fucking stupid thing. Are you sending her money? Please don't be sending her money. Okay, number three, I'm jumping around because this is ridiculous. It's okay for her to stay at a men frail, men, a male friend overnight. Which I have no idea who he is. <laughs> oh man, you're a cuck. It seems like you're a cuck here. She's fucking probably banging this dude. Listen, if a girl is out with a dude, two, three, four in the morning going to a movie, I think it's safe to assume they're having sex. She's a young girl, right? And they're doing all of these things together. Uh, and you're saying you can't accept all of this stuff, so listen, man. Here's where people go wrong. When people enter a relationship, they negotiate, right? Uh, these are this is the way I am, and this is the way you are, and I'm going to accept you for the way you are, as you accept the, me for the way I am, right? It like namaste. When I was in Nepal, I I was in Nepal for like a month, and. They broke down namaste for me, so, uh, you know, they put their hands together, uh, like in a prayer form, and they bow, and they go, oh, namaste, you know, it's like a, it's like a greeting almost, but it's more than a greeting, it's, I recognize the spirit in you, as you recognize the spirit in me, right, that's namaste, literally translated, so, uh, I acknowledge you and accept you and you acknowledge me and accept me, right? That's namaste, but that's a greeting. Now, this is a relationship, right? You guys are going to be together for X amount of time and have X amount of experiences together. So whether it be virtual or not. So what, what a lot of people fail to do in relationships and... And it, 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 it could be a detriment to the beginning of relationships, even in my case. What are your non-negotiables, right? What are the things that you will not negotiate with? For example, if one of your non-negotiables are you cannot go out with dudes to 2, 3, or 4 in the morning, you fucking stand your ground at your non-negotiables and then you negotiate from that point forward 
right? So you, me, everyone, we all have our non-negotiables, right? I have non-negotiable number one. This is the most important thing that you cannot do. Non-negotiable number two, non-negotiable number three, non-negotiable number four. You make a list. These are the things I absolutely cannot accept, right? And then you lay that out and then you negotiate from that point forward, right? And she will lay out her non-negotiables as well, right? So the both of your non-negotiables need to be put forward on, on the battlefield, let's call it, because a relationship can literally be a fucking battlefield, right? So you see her non-negotiables and she sees your non-negotiables and then you guys negotiate from there and if you can get to a relationship status accepting each other's non-negotiables then you might have a good relationship the problem is people don't put their non-negotiables out there for their partner to see and then they try to accept things from their partner even though it's a non-negotiable variable so now they're stressing the fuck out and they're wondering why this is happening, right? This is unacceptable, but now I'm stuck in this relationship and she's stuck and we're living together or whatever the fuck is happening. And, or we have a kid together or whatever and now we have to make this work because you negotiated your non-negotiables. Does that make sense? Man, I feel like I just let the tequila talk for too long there for a minute. But that's what's happening here. And that's what I see happening a lot. So I would say lay out your non-negotiables. And if she tries to negotiate some of your non-negotiables, then see ya. Sorry. Moving on. Find somebody where your non-negotiables uh, um, kind of mate. And then move forward from there. So there's like five more paragraphs in your fucking stupid crazy question. But I'm going to end it there. Uh, yeah. When it's 2 a.m. she texted me, blah, blah, blah. Am I wrong? Does she really love me? Yes, you're wrong. No, she probably doesn't love you. You guys are in separate fucking countries. Find a German girl. German girls are hot. Super hot, actually. Um, yeah. And fucking move on, dude. I uh, wish I was in Germany. Every time I went to Germany, I've been to Germany like five times, five or six times. Uh, we never really left the Ramstein area, so maybe five or six. But I always have a beer there. Uh, yeah, M multiple beers <laughs> most times. So okay, question three. From reasoning logic. How can we be sure that all religions are wrong? I have my ideas and would like to hear yours. Okay. We can't be sure that all religions are wrong. We cannot. That's impossible. Um, but we can be sure that most are wrong, right? Maybe one is right. Maybe, maybe the one that's right uh, is extinct. Maybe a hundred thousand years ago, they had it right. But then four thousand years ago, uh, they started pushing like the Old Testament and then the New Testament. And now we have this uh, Western Christianity country. 
So, um, I think religion is ridiculous. Um, yeah, so, my definition of God is non-traditional. So, we can't be sure. From Diogenes, D-I-O-G-E-N-E-S, Phil. I've never even seen that word before. Can you basically summarize the arguments for and against free will? God damn it. Not in the mindset for this. And summarize the positions of those for and against free will. Alright, man. Free will. One of my favorite topics. Can you basically summarize the arguments for and against free will? Alright. Against the free will. That's where I lean towards. The data shows that what happens to you and how you were raised from when you were born up to seven years old makes you the way you are permanently, okay? The way you were raised plays a factor in every single decision you'll make for the rest of your life, okay? That's against free will. The only reason you make any decision is because of the variables that have occurred in, in your life as you grew up, right? So, let's say you pick, uh, let's say you have, let's say you are at a crossroads in your life, right? And you have to make a decision between A and B. So, let's say you were raised in a traditional family and they raise you to believe that you gotta work hard and you gotta go to college and you gotta get a degree so that you can get a good job, right? That's the American narrative, right? Work hard, do good in school so that you can get a good job, etc. Uh, and one choice is to kind of be free and be a free spirit and travel and uh, you know, spend money and incur debt and all this stuff. Or another choice could be uh, you might land a job where you're working 50 hours a week and you might not have as much free time and all this stuff. You may lean towards the decision of working hard and not be so much of a free spirit. Why? Why did you make that decision? Right? You got to really ask yourself, why am I making this decision? Am I making this decision because it's what I want? Or am I making this decision because of my nature and nurture, right? Your nature and nurture drives every decision that you make. So I don't think free, absolute free will really does exist. You have choice, but it's a limited choice. You don't have every choice possible because you're not, you're not, you, there's a lot of shit you don't choose. So for free will, free will, uh, the argument for free will essentially states that you can change. You can make a ton of decisions and essentially change over time. Um, but, you know, they'll come back at you and say, yeah, that's a de deterministic quality. So uh, the argument for free will can be argued for uh, not having free will as well. So it's the free will argument is an absolute mindfuck. Um, so, obviously I'm biased, I don't really think it exists, 
uh, I think you just make decisions based on the information you have and the information you have is limited that's why there's regret because if you had free will uh, you would make the best decision every single time and you wouldn't ever have regret right but shit is limited so uh, you unfortunately in my opinion don't really have free will but that doesn't mean life sucks right life is awesome you can you can make the best decision that you can make each and every single time uh, and you're gonna have regret that's fine but you just keep moving forward right so not having free will to me is a good thing right I'm optimistic about free will being absolutely a sham so that's how I feel about that from lazy adjunct uh, adjunct maybe a professor or something a teacher usually adjunct is like a like a, I'm an adjunct professor uh, non-tenured right you're just there like a contractual professor all right question how do I embarrass 18 year olds in 2018 I'm teaching a class oh teaching a class of freshmen called it I'm teaching a class of freshmen bio bio students biology I'm assuming and I don't understand what's cool with that age group well enough to know how to embarrass them like when I was in this class it would have I would have been an instructor trying to do rap lyrics oh don't do that in the 90s it would be adopting slang like radical basically I want to pull the old person trying too hard to fit in with young people gag but at 31 I'm too old to figure out youth culture alright I don't accept the narrative you're 31 and you're too old to figure out youth culture yeah I don't accept that I think you can always figure out youth culture especially with the internet out there so what is your question how do I embarrass 18 year olds in 20 2018 all right so uh, in, in the military we deal with young people all the time and there's two kinds of narratives when it comes to older people assessing younger people right on the one hand we we can view them as like they're fucking dumb they're entitled they'll know shit uh, they're politically correct. I mean, they're not hard asses and they fucking cry easy and blah, blah, blah. Or we can look at them like they're going to be way smarter than us. They were Googling and like seven years old. Uh, they're open to evidence. They're open more. They're more agnostic in things, which is good, right? They want to know what's happening in each uh aspect of topics. They want to know. Uh, they're more politically um averse um they want to enact change in a way i don't remember my generation wanting to enact so i commend the new generation i know a lot of people fucking hate them and generalize them but i think they're closed-minded we need them because they are going to fix all the problems that we created like it's on them uh so good luck to them because we'll all die uh, and they'll be around trying to be the next generation of leaders so how do you embarrass them I would say uh, learn their culture 
don't be so closed-minded. I remember when dubstep came out, and I was like, fucking dubstep, it's fucking gross. But if you're open-minded to things, uh, you can learn a lot. And and I actually enjoy dubstep. I was going to play uh, one of the songs. You know what? I'll do it next week. I'll do a dubstep song next week. So, you can embarrass them with their own culture. You can, uh, like mumble rap. Mumble rap is a good example. Like, you can make fun of mumble rap. It's like a safe thing to make fun of. Because even they don't find it silly. Right? Uh, so, find the things that they find to be silly as well. And it's, it's going to take some researching. It's going to take some studying. It's going to take some open-mindedness. It's going to take some time on your part. And you're going to to be able to make jokes uh, that they can catch and they'll see you as this like nerdy kind of hip uh, older person and they might respect you a little more um, they like irony a lot a lot of the new generation they they find irony to be funny and they're really into sarcasm like sarcasm equates to intelligence that's uh, some of the ways they view it so it's really sarcastic uh, would help a lot Okay from Ashrock Is it weird to not really like music? Yeah, it's pretty weird I'm mostly indifferent towards music I don't really care if it's playing or not as long as it isn't something I hate Okay I do like background noise for certain activities But I prefer normal YouTube videos for that I play an instrument and enjoy performing it. He doesn't say what instrument. I also do enjoy singing and used to be in a choir. Whenever I tell people I don't listen to music, they act like I'm weird. But am I? Yep, pretty weird. So, when I used to do stand-up comedy, like I used to do it three or four times a week for two years or something. And I, and I really liked it. Um, but the politically correct culture, I see, uh, I've seen a military, a, a high-ranking military person absolutely get teared down because somebody videoed and his leadership got a hold of it, so I got scared and kind of stopped doing it, so. Um, but I'd get back into it, um, when I retire or, you know, whatever, I'd definitely get back into it. It's one of the coolest things ever. Anyway. The thing about stand-up comedy is that it's an art, but it's not the highest art form, right? Music is the highest art form. And what does that mean? What does the highest art form mean? The high Music takes you the furthest emotionally, the fastest, right? So like, I don't know, name a song everybody knows. Titanic. Right, that that tune, that tune will take you the furthest emotionally in the least amount of time. Whereas other art forms takes a while, right? Stand up comedy, for example, like I would have a bit, and I would have a joke, and I would have tags on that joke, but it might take me forty five seconds to navigate you through the thought processes in my head right so here's some shit i'm thinking about i gotta get you on my team 
I gotta bring you onto this ideology train, right? I gotta sell you this subject, let's say. That might take 30, 45 seconds. And then I might hit you. I might turn the joke, right? They call it turning. When I, when I, let's, let's say we're on a railroad, right? And you predict where this rail, railroad will go. You think it's gonna go left, but then I take you on this journey via my words. And then I say, look, we're going right. And then you laugh because I break, I shatter the reality that you're predicting, right? That's, that's joke writing 101. So, um, music doesn't need the 45 seconds. It doesn't need the 30 seconds. You can hear it and it'll take you there like that. So, if you don't like music, to me, pretty strange, right? I play music on this thing every episode and more songs, like there's two songs, one at the end, one at the front end, so I like music a lot. You don't like music to me? Weird. Uh, but you obviously like music. Um, you're mostly indifferent towards music, but you have a music hierarchy here, right? You, you said, as long as it's something I don't hate. So you have stuff that you hate, you have stuff that you're indifferent to, and you have stuff that you don't mind. So I'm sure that there's some shit that you like. There's a ton of music genre, like, for example, last night, I was introduced to a guy named uh, Post Malone. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's like, I don't know, 20 some years old, he's a young kid. And he's, he's interesting. He's like, uh, a white rapper but he sings like blues music as well uh, so it's like a white rapper so like new genres are always emerging so you might just have to find some shit you like and there's foreign music like I'll play some foreign music on here uh, just you might just have to find some music you like uh, or don't dislike as well uh, I would question when you go to the gym, what do you listen to? Because oftentimes certain types of music that you like that takes you an X amount of distance emotionally will allow you to push a little longer in the gym. So from B Banana Milk 9, why do people support illegal immigration? I think most people support legal immigration, but there are people who support illegal ones. What's the reason? Especially, but not limited to, in the United States. I'd also like to add that I'm not American and therefore not very educated in U.S. laws and politics. Most Americans are not even educated in U.S. laws and politics. Me neither, too, so that's my disclaimer. Sorry if this seems ignorant. I'm just trying to be more informed. Alright. So, people that are on the right will tell you that people on the left support illegal immigration because they want them to vote. Right? We've all seen the scandals. We've all seen the Florida Jeb Bush thing. Uh, yeah. So, sometimes people will support illegal immigration because there's more people voting. Um, on the other hand, people will support illegal immigration because 
America is a bunch of immigrants, right? 320 million people, uh, minus Native Americans, came from somewhere else. Uh, we're a really young country, comparatively speaking. So, there's a, there's a strong argument for illegal immigration. Uh, if you look at your genealogy, you're from fucking... Like, I did my23andme.com. Uh... And I'm from the Middle East. I'm from the Middle East and Portugal and fucking Brazil. And uh, you can track it all. So yeah. Uh, all right. Couple more questions from Flame Zero Set Triple Seven. Why do restaurants localize their food? When restaurants expand their franchise abroad, why do they localize their food? Isn't the point of putting a shop abroad? Is so that those people in the foreign land can eat the food from another country. No. For example, if I go to Denny's in Japan, I expect to eat giant pancakes or burgers. But when I look at the menu, I see the same list as you might expect from a run-of-the-mill family restaurant. Nothing of which would remind you of Denny's in America. Of course, they can have their own originals added into the menu. Let's say McDonald's. McDonald's is pretty much the same menu no matter if this is not true. But at the same time, they have their own original within the country only item like a kimchi burger in Korea. I'm glad you brought up McDonald's because I did a paper during my graduate degree on McDonald's. And specifically when McDonald's uh, attempted to enter into India, right? They, McDonald's wasn't sure on how to enter India because India is mostly vegetarians and vegans, right? A lot of those... Uh, uh, people don't really eat meat. Even in Nepal. Uh, some of the best vegetarian food I ever had was in Nepal. I remember we were in Pokhara. And we had these like vegetarians. It was amazing. It was like I, I want to fly there just for this. It was just fucking really good. The spring rolls. It was just to die for right. So I will spend the $3,000 for some goddamn $8 spring rolls. And it's cheap. Once you get to uh, Asia, it's cheap, but just getting there is a fucking, uh, puts a dent on the credit card, so, sorry. Yeah, yeah back to this, uh, so McDonald's wanted to enter India, but they didn't really know how to, right? They were, they were very distraught on how they should enter, so McDonald's is very popular uh, at, no, not popular. They're very good at localizing their food, for example. You go to McDonald's for breakfast here in Hawaii. You can get like a Portuguese sausage, uh, eggs and rice breakfast, which is kind of a local dish, right? It's very popular. People love it a lot. Uh, and like how you said kimchi burger in Korea. So what had happened was McDonald's had figured out a way to make a lot of shit vegetarian on their menu. And they entered into India, and now they are very successful in India. So, that's why restaurants localize their food. It's because they want to be successful. If you were the business owner of a restaurant in a certain area, you would do the same thing as well. Because the cultural indoctrination of uh, of people, they want to, they want a, they want a sense of nostalgia sometimes. When they go into a restaurant, one of the more famous 
breakfast places here on Oahu is uh, Boots and Kimo's, and they have this uh, like macadamia nut. Even though macadamia nuts really from Australia, uh, Hawaii kind of claims it. Syrup, and you have pancakes, and it's fucking good. It's really, really, really good. Uh, you can go to a lot of like plate lunch places. Plate lunch is uh, uh, like a mixture of food. You can get some rice, some meat, maybe some like tossed salad and mac salad. And uh, you you can go to a place, get the food, and you know, go to like uh, back to work. You can get it to go or whatever. Uh, really popular here in Hawaii. So uh, yeah, people localize their food because the template for restaurants have shown that when you localize your food your sales can go up and you can get successful uh, doing that so classic technique and you would do it as well so all right eight questions one hour in i drank too much not sure if you're gonna enjoy this episode this is episode number 11 Hope all is well. If it's not well, please figure out a way to make it well. Uh, fix your life first. Hope try your best to fix other lives first. Uh, raise your kids well. Help your friends. Uh, fix your relationship. Figure out a way to make more money. Um, be a good follower so that eventually one day you can become a good leader. Um... I don't know, better yourself as best as possible, right? Uh, if you're in a dark place, uh, figure out a way to get some kind of resiliency. Uh, ask for help if necessary. Uh, I've been there. A lot of people have been there. I remember standing in the unemployment line. I remember uh, thoughts of suicide. I remember, um, you know, feeling like there's no hope. I remember there's, uh, feeling like there's no way out. I remember, uh, uh, feeling alone and thinking, uh, that nobody cares. And I remember thinking, uh, all that shit. So, uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, even though it may be very difficult to see, and, uh, yeah, one step at a time, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to pick somebody up, uh, it's, it's a very complicated problem because sometimes you might help a person and it might, and it may be to their detriment, so, uh, and sometimes there's no answers and sometimes, uh, all you need is time. Sometimes time heals all things. Sometimes time makes shit worse. So, um, it's, it's, it's very complicated, but uh, if I can help one person, you know, I always thought that uh, would, this thing would be beneficial. And that's why it's free. That's why uh, um, I think this thing will always be free. It may have advertisers one day, but I'm going to vet the shit out of that advertisers because, I don't know, because fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. That's really what makes the world go round is fuck it. Uh, 
yeah, fuck it, I'm just gonna do that thing. Uh, fuck it, I'll apply to that job. You know, fuck it, I'll uh, ask that girl for her number. You know, fuck it, we're gonna have another kid. Uh, yeah, anyway, good night, everybody. As always, Ed Dupas, Promise Land. Uh, hope all is well. If not, uh, reach out to somebody that'll help and uh, make all well. Good night. Yeah, talk to you next week. Bye. Together